another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Dewar. Hello, hello. And the one and only, the grimmest man around, Lance, the king of black metal, front man of Witch Taint. Totally. Well, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not really the, I guess I'm co-front man, the main singer. Yeah, is is Matthias backwards, but I'm right. the original uh, founding member. I founded the band in the early 2000s. It existed entirely in my mind, and uh, then was dormant till about 2017, and then we've been taking over the world ever since. Sure, and yeah, and I apologize. I mean, it's. You're interested in me because you're one of those bands where the non-main singer is also sort of the front man. Yeah, like Ingve uh, Malmsteen. Mm-hmm. Though yes. I, I sing, I sing a lot more than Ingve does. Ingve sure. doesn't sing at all, I don't think. Nope. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like you're sort of the front man of, um, in like a, in, I don't know. Point being, in dark in dark world view, I have the main dark world view. You have the main dark world view. Okay. Yeah. So what is your dark world view? Uh, you know, I mostly hang out in my mother's basement, which really literally contributes to the darkness. Because uh, sure. it's track lighting and I don't know, things like, it's like those fluorescent, you know, those like long bulbs. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. Those like, anyway, a couple of them burned out and then I took them outside and smashed them in the driveway. And then my mom refused to replace them because she didn't believe me that they were burnt out before I, any, it's anyway, all by way of saying is that my basement is poorly lit, which contributes to my already dark world view. But okay. makes any sense. I, I mean, but I still don't understand what the world view is. Oh, just that, you know, coming from a point of sometimes, you know, I'll just like, but for starters, like Witch Taint's music, even from the earliest demos, even before I could get uh, afford Pro Tools, uh, even the earliest demos that I would hum to myself uh, while working at Subway were like even more too much for me to handle. A lot of times, like, I would just have to take a break and go sit in the ditch and sort of gather my thoughts because it was the most extremely extreme extremeness I or, like, any of my friends had ever experienced before. It would be like if you... Do you ever... I don't know. Do you eat chicken wings? Uh, I don't eat Yeah. Curtis eats chicken wings. Okay, well, I mean, if you've had chicken wings before, I mean, then like, you know, there's the, any, well, this is really a sauce-based uh, issue. Anything like that 
you know, like if you go to like Bennigan's or something and you get wings and it, you know, it, it, it varies by location. Uh, basically, you, you get you even get tofu, but the insanity sauce, whatever the hottest sauce is, wherever you go for whatever the hot thing is like, and you're like, oh, this is good. I can handle this. Uh, and then you're like, hey, I'm going to go take a leak real quick. And you go take a leak and you forget, you know, that you've been getting sauce on your hands the whole time. And, uh, you know, you get uh, insanity sauce or whatever the, you know, on your, on your dingus. I forget. What was the question? Um, oh. <laughs> We still haven't gotten to the dark worldview, like, like what? Oh, like... oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, well, yeah, the point of the, just that feeling of like when you accidentally get like seriously hot sauce, uh, that maybe to your mouth isn't that big of a deal at all, but when you get it on your dingus, imagine that feeling, but like apply that towards everything, like you know, uh, just like taking the bus into town for your shift at Subway or like trying, you know, trying to, you know, you could try to get Netflix set up on your TV, but you forget your past. Just that dark world view applied to all things basically is where I'm coming from. And, you know, I think musically, you know, even if you go back as far as the Vikings who were like, seriously, like some of the most irritable guys ever, if you, you know, from a historical perspective, we're like worse than that in terms of just being, you know, like the Vikings a lot of times where they would go in, they would just be raping and pillaging and plundering. That was like their main three areas of interest. And that's like us, which chain is, well, minus the raping, uh, raping and pillaging, like, we're not, I'm plundering, we could go either way on. We're not rapists, is my, I realize that's not the question. But uh, this is my point is, with, so like, take the, imagine if the Vikings got hot sauce all over their junk, and then that's pretty much where we're coming from in terms of the dark world view. If that makes sense. That, that does make sense. I, I appreciate uh, how it must feel for you inside. So, oh, so how, how does this, go ahead. You have to take the ranch dressing and rub it all over your crotch. That's probably the best way for the, the burning to go down the fastest. And, but then you've got another situation on your hands, don't you? You've got sure. ranch dressing all over your junk. And that's, uh, is that less than ideal? I've never been personally been in that situation. <laughs> well, uh, you know, yeah, it's not good. Blue cheese is worse because you have those chunks of the cheese. Yeah, that's, yeah, I can imagine. What about when it's like the sticky honey, honey stuff? Oh, don't even get me started. But I mean, I, I think, you know, that that wouldn't be the first thing I would reach for when trying to cool off my junk. But I mean... You got to use what's available. You know, I, I've used, you know, this is a real shame on me because I've been in this situation more times than I care to admit. And one time I had to use like a diet monster energy drink. And uh, that wasn't very, so I only mentioned it because we're hoping to get sponsored by them. But 
I don't know. Didn't work very well is my point. I understand. So you have a new record coming out. Uh, yeah, we, week. a week from today. Talk to me about that. Uh, it's called Sons of Mid Midwestern Darkness, and it's the culmination of, I mean, if you want to talk about true underground, extreme, blacker than anything that's even tried to be black before metal, uh, Witch Chain is pretty much, I mean, we st the band started, it was just me, uh, I, I, and one hastily drawn logo that I, I did in 2003. And then 2004, I thought it's now time to, t I have the logo, uh, which we no longer use, by the way, we've switched logos. I could, we'll get into that into the, in the second hour of this interview. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, I started emailing a, a Norwegian black metal record label in 2004. And uh, eventually, you know, I was, I was hoping to get a record contract. Eventually, I recorded one song with uh, my original partner in the band, Lord 2. He actually just helped me do, he was more of a session player. He helped me record that original dem, demo for Necro Dream Raper. Anyway, uh, the contract didn't come as expected, uh, but the emails ended up getting somehow online. I'm not sure how, but they and they were at the blackmetaldialogues.com. They're still there, you can read them. And uh, so that was pretty much the big, you know, and I sold t-shirts for a long time. And then in 2017, Matthias Backwards and I started reading the emails on stage at St. Vitus in Brooklyn, which was really, I'm from Indiana and he's from Norway. So like it was super long commute to do a show at St. Vitus, but they uh, gave us drink tickets and we were happy to accept the offer. And anyway, we so we did shows there. We did South by Southwest, it was sold out. We did London, we did Oslo where Fenris from Dark Throne was in the front row and didn't pelt us with anything. And then, so we finally did the Valken Festival. It was the biggest heavy metal festival in the world, as you know. And we, that was in 2018. And we, by then we had four songs we were playing in the show. And after watching the people of uh, Europe stare at us in, it was, I guess it was like, awe masquerading as confusion i would describe it as sure. uh, we decided that but then whenever we'd play the songs they would go crazy so we were like let's we need to finish the album so we went back home and we recorded what's now our full-length debut sons of midwestern darkness which is 10 songs plus two bonus tracks that you, you have to get the bonus tracks no matter, there's really no way to get the album without getting the bonus tracks. So uh, that was like a little nice thing that we did, even though we don't care for being nice. And then there's um, some spoken word interludes and it's pretty much, I would say the most extremely extreme black metal album of all time, but it, that's also very catch catchy and danceable. And it's super fun to sing along and get hammered to. And we have guest, uh, 
Do we let some pussy metal musicians uh, like Chris Reifert from Autopsy sings on a couple songs, backing vocals, and Malthus from Carpathian Forest plays the guitar solo on Sons of Satan, our first single. And then Micus from Venom plays uh, solo on a couple songs. And we just thought it would be cool of us to let some uh, guys who are not as extreme as us and are, you know, not pussies in general, but total pussies compared to us, we thought it would be really cool of us to let them play on our album to sort of give them some, you know, metal credibility and, you know, sure. hopefully nice they guy. don't jump. Yeah, yeah. We just thought, you know, you guys have been playing in pussy metal bands for years and wouldn't it be cool of us to let them play even if just for a few minutes play with a real band for a little bit so uh yeah they're on the album and uh we do cool shit like that all the time and it's out april 10th a week from we're doing a week from the day we're recording this which is you know seven days before april 10th not sure the actual date um but uh yeah it's the greatest I think it's the album of 2020 uh, and it couldn't have come at a better time. Really. A lot of people, I noticed like a lot on a lot of the metal websites, a lot of the bands are talking about pushing back the release of their album because of, you know, the coronavirus and things like that. But for us, I mean, we have been socially distancing since the nineties, at least. So when we wrote the album, it's meant to listen to alone. So this is, you know, you know, lemonade out of lemons for us. We couldn't, you know, we're, we're, and we're glad to give people some incredible music to listen to, uh, you know, while, while the world is going through this. So that's just another cool thing we did. I, I thought lemonade wasn't super black metal. Uh, it is when, some of it's piss. I didn't want, I don't know if you can say that on the show, but, uh, you, you can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't recommend urine actually is really antiseptic. Uh, so it's safe to drink as long as you don't like leave it out for too long. I, I, you know what? Scratch it. Don't piss in the lemonade. That's just a horrible idea, but you could put like a black food coloring in it. And then it would be delicious, but also extreme. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you documented your first attempt to get a label back in 2004. Yeah. How did it go? How did you find a label for this release? Uh, well, this t the way we did it this time is um, TP Records, which, you know, they put out a lot of great records over the years uh basically um we saw the president of the label going to costco and we just double parked like uh in front of his van so he couldn't pull out the costco on mcginnis yeah yeah he was going there uh we were going there for funyuns and stuff like that i don't know what he was getting to be honest but we just waited for him to come out and then we had parked like right behind his van so he couldn't get out of the space 
and uh you know basically we were like we'll let you out if you release the witch tank record and uh it was like a pretty long standoff uh especially because he forgot some items and had to go back in the store anyway uh so but eventually he uh he gave in and uh that's how we did it basically i mean also it's an amazing record of course it's 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 the best i th- I actually would argue that it's not only the best record of 2020 it's like you ever put out you ever get one of those records that's so good you keep listening to it and then it's like your best of of a year but it's also your best of of the year after yeah i mean this is a thing we're excited about is yeah just to to make those best of lists year after year after year uh you know we figure we actually feel bad for most other bands because uh you know they're just not going to be able to it's hard in the music industry is hard enough but when someone puts out like the greatest most extreme album of all time i mean I think the other bands are screwed, basically, and uh, yeah, probably gonna have to make a few phone calls and uh, just let people down easy. How so, are you gonna top top it, though? How are we gonna top it? Yeah, how are you gonna top it with the next album? Probably dance remixes of this one, and then uh, we'll just make it more extreme. Sometimes, like uh, you know. I'll just go sit, uh, you know, in the basement and I'll just turn the lights off and I'll go to an even darker place. Cause I mean, that's just science. The lights are off, you know what I mean? So that's what we'll just do that. We've already have like probably half the next record written already. And to be honest, this one was written in like 45 minutes. So uh, I'm not even sure how long, I think it clocks in just under 45. But we had ordered a pizza and I had to go get the pizza. So that was why it, it took a little longer. Um, but this next one, yeah, it's, we're pretty much ready uh, uh, ready for the next one. It'll be, it's going to be out. Uh, I guess we got to record it first. But uh, that's just a mild hang up. Of course. So my question is, so obviously promotion is not Craig and you have to keep it evil. Um, but how have you gone about trying to get people to know that the record is coming? How have you gone about promoting the record? Um, we made stickers. Uh, that's sort of been the main thing so far. Uh, but then, you know, there, there is some, I mean, stickers are the main thing, to be honest. But sure. then, then also, like, uh, there's been a lot of Facebook stuff, and we have a twi- Twitter account, but um, we don't use that. Really, the only purpose of the Twitter account at the moment is to make fun of that band, Trapped. Sure. And uh, and uh, we're on Instagram also, though. Yeah, that I mean. We none of us even had email addresses until. Uh, I mean, I had one, my AOL address for the original Witchtain emails, and but uh, we you know none of us. A lot of the guys were and were on Hotmail until like a week ago, to be honest. 
so but we're we try to avoid technology or even uh even going near technology like we won't even sit too close to uh the tv when watching it i mean sure. pretty much there's not much in our lives that's that much different from you know about 800 ad unless you count uh that we're doing this interview on zoom also uh, funyuns and funyuns those would be i mean the internet funyuns uh diet monster energy drink pizza combos and uh you know that hair removal stuff nair <laughs> yeah those are the main those are our main concessions to uh the modern age sure and pro and pro tools and we did use logic a little bit uh but i mean most uh you know i'm still using the same pod that i had in 2003 i mean to let you know the same line six pod it's version 2.0 i mean we're primitive and cult down to that. I mean, if you look on the line six pot, the 2.0, like you can't even, there's not even settings to like change where the mic is placed on the speaker. Like they didn't even have that then. So like, that's how, how like cult and underground this record is. Sure. It's like, basically, you know, you can switch cabinets and you can switch uh you know amp simulators but if you want to you know be like oh i want this to be like an sm57 at a 45 degree angle like you can't do that on the pod that i have sure i'm just that you know everyone's trying to talk about like get back to like original old school black metal but i mean let's see fenris try that basically None of the, the Dark Throne, I don't know. I just don't think they use the same pod as we do. Sure, Fenriz has maybe lost a bit of his cultness since becoming a town counselor. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's extreme. I mean, I'm not taking shots at Fenriz. I think Fen Fenriz is really the only, I mean, basically you have me, Lance, the king of black metal, and you have Matthias backwards, and then probably the only other person on earth whose opinion we respect is Fenris's. Of course. And, and the late Lou Rawls, but he's dead, you know, so. Yeah. So when you performed in Norway, like you said, uh, Fenris was in the front row. Yes. Excited. I don't know. Excited might be. I mean, you, you know what I mean. He was present. He showed. He sh he showed up. He showed up. He yeah. showed up. That's a lot. Um, yeah. How how did you get in touch with these sorts of people? You know, um, I know you're also friends with like Phil Anselmo, and mm -hmm. you know he's a big Witch Chain fan. Yeah. How did you start to meet these people? I think it's a you know do you know that uh, saying game recognizes game. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. You know, like what? Basically, if you're awesome at something, and someone else is awesome at something, then you go like, "Hey, what's up? We're both awesome. Let's hang out." I think that's basically it. Is the like, you know, you have guys like Phil Anselmo, Fenris, you know, Pepper Keenan from Corrosion and Conformity makes a surprise 
appearance as a goat man in our video for Sons of Satan. And, you know, we have those pussies like Chris Reifert and Malthus from Carpathian Forest and Micah's from Venom. I mean, again, they're not pussies generally. I'm just saying compared to us. Sure. I don't want anyone to think I'm insulting those guys because those sure. guys are all super extreme, awesome guys. And, you know, I know if, if we ever had to borrow money, they would be down with that uh, if they're listening. So, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, if you're extreme and awesome at something, then someone else is, they're like, hey, we let's hang out so we don't have to hang out with some pussies who aren't awesome. That, that makes Pretty sense. Much. Yeah, um, it's just like basic playground shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But so, except for extreme metal who got of guys who are awesome at metal. Um, so what I wanted to ask you was... Um, <clears throat> So you wrote, so you made that, that video. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about that video. Did you actually get Satan in it? Um, yeah, that was a big get for us. Uh, so we have Satan in the video. The video we shot in Mississippi, cause like, you know, a lot of us when you go down south, there's like the crossroads and we figured would just be smart to shoot in the South because a better chance of running into Satan. And also, you know, we love, uh, you know, those muffaletta sandwiches. Sure. Uh, those so are great. They, have, they have those there too. So we shot in New Orleans and Mississippi and, but yeah, Satan, it was a huge get originally, you know, we would have wanted Rip Taylor, uh, the late great Rip Taylor, but he's no longer with us. So we had Satan instead. And he was seriously uh, way, super laid back, cool guy. Uh, great hangs on the set. Of course. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so Satan, uh, yeah, so, one of the things that really struck me was Malcolm Gladwell shared that video. Oh yeah. That's another, yeah, he's a really extreme. I mean, I was a guest on him and uh, Rick Rubin have that broken record podcast. And so I was a guest on that cause they're big witch taint fans, but that's another game recognized game thing. I mean, you know, Malcolm in terms of like, hyper-intellectual, sociological, I don't know, journalist, you know, he's awesome at that. We're awesome at black metal. So it's just natural that we'd be friends. So, and same with Rick Rubin. Uh, So that's how that worked out. Absolutely, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like when you're extreme, other people who are extreme you know, at book sales or whatever, then they'll get in touch and be like, hey, I'm the best at uh, nonfiction. You guys are the best at black metal. Can I retweet something for you? So he actually asked your permission to retweet. Yeah, we said no at first. Uh, We left him hanging for like a good 45 minutes. 
and then uh, then I said, yeah, so it's cool. Of course. Curtis, I know you had a question. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, you barely asked anything. I feel terrible. I, I, I apologize. So what other, so are there any other extreme type people that you would be interested in having retweet your stuff or share your stuff other than Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah, you know, um, who's the Cajun cook? The Emerald guy? The guy is the, the, who's always like, bam, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that's him. Uh, probably Anderson Cooper would be good. Rachel Maddow, maybe. Uh, you know, maybe the cast of Friends, because, you know, they're extremely good at sitcoms. Uh, so you were friends over a Seinfeld guy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying, if you look at just pure ratings and syndication and all that. Okay. No, no. I mean, I, I'm, we're, which team, you know, it's more Curb Your Enthusiasm, Brit, the British office. Uh, there's a Norwegian program we like called Norseman. Really like Letterkenny. Get a Life, uh, The Mighty Boosh. Those are all some of the most extreme comedies that we like. Do those okay. comedies? Oh, go ahead, Curtis. Uh, sorry, all, all I was gonna say. So, out of out of out of all those, who would be other than those um, types of types of things for promotional actions? What what else do you think would be? like a win extreme wise for you guys promotion wise, like other than like those type of people promoting you. I mentioned the stickers already, right? Yeah, you yeah. did. Oh shit. Um, what makes the stickers so special? Well, uh, one of them is in the shape of the logo. Like it's not just like a square. Um, I'd see like in the actual, I don't know that. I don't know how they do it. There's like a machine. And uh, also the ink that's used. Um, has our blood in it. It doesn't really, but we're just trying to put that out there. Sure, nice. sure. We'll edit um, that part out. Yeah, just put the part where I said it's not really our blood out. Um, but I think it would be cool if we could get uh, maybe Malcolm Gladwell, uh, maybe Felicia Rashad, uh, George Stephanopoulos, Gene Shalit, Joel Gray, uh, the, crew. Any, the crew, any of those people, if they would be willing to put stickers up, you know, wherever they are, you know, in, in addition to, uh, any remaining members, uh, of the, you know, the black circle that are out there kicking around, uh, you know, Necro sure. Butcher, maybe, uh, you know, any of those guys, not Varg, Varg Vikernes. He's a, he's a, He's a total pussy, like not not in it. I'm not. He's a pussy, like for real. Not in the, not just relative to us, but just in general. Sure. But it does look good in camouflage. Like, don't let you know. I'm just not here, sh totally to shit talk. He looks good in camouflage. You're not body I'll him, I'll give him one good uh, compliment. You're a nice guy. For running out of time, um, Lance. 
Uh, You're running out of time in the middle of a global quarantine? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Do you have any final points you want to address, things you want to plug, or just points about being tips on being extreme you'd like to give us? Yeah, I think like a good way to be extreme is like you can, um, you know, like make, you know, have a margarita pizza, but like leave the cheese off. So it's just the basil and the tomato sauce. That would be like an extreme. The thing is like, there's ways to be extreme in any situation, basically. Um, sure. You know, like right now, everyone's talking about wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands for 20 seconds. If you want to be extreme about it, wash them for 30 seconds, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, you know, we're, we have to do the social distancing thing, but that shouldn't stop you from, like, flipping off cars when they drive by. Sure. And it's, like, safe to do because, you know, people have their windows rolled up and all that. But other than that, I would say just get the Witchtain album, Sons of Midwestern Darkness, and just listen to that. And, uh, you know, if anyone tells you to turn it down, even if it's like your mom, just be like, no, you know? I know. What are they, what are they gonna do? I mean, in my case, you know, I wasn't even allowed to use the microwave for a week, but that's like, I don't know, I don't think she would do that again. <laughs> That's a pretty, that's pretty extreme punishment. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, I can hear you laughing, but, uh, you know, I can tell you when you're eating shit at room temperature or even like refrigerated temperature, that would be way better if you just heated it up, you know, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a hard lesson to learn, but I mean, I feel like I'm even more extreme because of it, you know? Sure, put hair on and, your uh, chest. Yeah, totally, you know? And uh, besides, like, we had a lot of hummus in the fridge that whole time anyway, so it wasn't. Joke's on her, basically. Sure. But yeah, I would say buy the album and, you know, buy, uh, buy Witch Taint t-shirts to let people know you're extreme. Or, you know, we're artists and I don't, or, you know, don't buy t-shirts. See what, see what we care. I mean, definitely buy them, but we don't care. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't care. Just buy, just listen to the album. And then once this is all over, I'm going to give you guys an exclusive. Uh, we're going to play a stadium concert with Scor Scorpions. Okay. I thought Scorpions were posers. Uh, not the, not the Uli John Roth lineup. Oh, okay. Acceptable. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like pre, you know, love it first sting. I'm talking like going way back sure. to like, uh, we're going to get like Uli John Roth back in the band. We're going to get Michael Schenker. And, and when this is all over, it's going to be on pay-per-view scorpions opening up for dark throne opening up for the smiths opening up for witch team 
I'm very excited for this. This is an exclusive. Also, um, when the show's over, uh, ABBA is going to come on. Right, after show? Yeah, ABBA is going to play after show, and then Abbath is going to play after ABBA. Okay. Amazing. I like that. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Are we done yet?